Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. Today, I'm speaking with Kyle Kinane. He is a, uh, a pretty well-known stand-up comic, and I was very excited to conduct this interview. More on him in a minute. Let's get some business out of the way, and then we'll talk to Kyle. PropertyZach.com. If you are not visiting them, you should be. If you're interested in music of the independent variety, they have a lot of stuff that you may be interested in. So go there, check out all of the news, features, reviews, everything. They've got a lot of stuff happening on a day-to-day basis. And uh, yeah, I check there multiple times a day. So go there. They're great partners of ours. Go to our own website as well, 100wordspodcast.com. And if you're feeling so gracious, go to iTunes, drop a few stars as far as a review is concerned. And if you are feeling even more gracious, you can write a review. A few sentences here and there. I've been noticing a lot of people overseas. Thanks for uh, the worldwide support. But United States, you got to step it up. So if you haven't done that and you have listened to a few shows, I really would appreciate that. We have a new logo for the show as well. Launched it last week. was the first time. Shout out to our friend Adam Vass, who was a previous guest of the show. He did the new logo, and I am very happy with it. I'm not like the last one was terrible, but, you know, new year, new set of podcasts. Figure I might as well change the face of it. So, yes, Kyle Kinane. I went to a comedy show here in Southern California at the Irvine Improv. And he was opening, if I'm not mistaken, for one of my favorite comedians and, dare I say, template of this show, Mark Marin. I hadn't seen Kyle. I haven't heard of him before. He was incredible. He was just really funny, uh, very self-deprecating. And then I started to see him pop up in a bunch of different places doing interviews on podcasts and, you know, just started to become aware of his world. Then I started to notice that he mentioned punk and hardcore and just having a reference for the world that we all know and love. And so that obviously intrigued me. Then on top of that, he performed at the Fest, uh, which I went to last year in Florida. And his set was incredible. He did one in the afternoon at a bar. It was just such an amazing, packed venue. He really was feeling it. You know, he's riffing on the crowd. And I don't know. It just, it was one of those moments where you felt like he was really truly you know, kind of comfortable walking into this. And that obviously makes a world of difference when you're a comedian walking into a room. So, uh, yeah, he's one of those people. I was just, you know, hit up on Twitter. It was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about Chicago, the Lawrence Arms, and, you know, just named a few Chicago things because that's where he's from and that's where he grew up. And he hit me back and I was like, oh, the power of Twitter continually amazes me. Started trading some emails and trying to schedule this. And then uh, he invited me over to his house up in the uh, Silver Lake area. Just a good dude. Like walked in and immediately felt comfortable at ease. And, uh, you know, him and I just wrapped for close to an hour and a half, two hours. Obviously, I I kept this show to roughly around an hour. I can tell he's on to some some good things. You know, he'll probably be doing his own special and be in other television shows. And yeah, he just seems to have a lot of things going on for him. But a lot of who he is currently is informed by what he experienced as a teenager in regards to going to punk shows. We talk about that. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to call him a friend now. So here's my interview with Kyle. Check it out. Take back every word that I said. 
any, all the references you've put on. And then, so yeah. I, I like to start things off with just basically like my own personal entry point sure. into uh, your world as I speak. So I saw you perform for the first time that weekend that Mark Marin did in Irvine at the Irvine Improv. This was like maybe a year and a half ago. Because uh, I, I, I don't you, know. Have you performed there? Have you done? I have. I don't know if I've been there with Marin. Or, oh no, it might have been just because that, obviously that comedy club is uh, is difficult to get people to show up to. Okay, I, yeah, it wasn't with Marin, but I can't remember who it was with. And it was one of those things like, where I was just like, oh, like I, you know, you, you peppered in some references to that. And I was like, oh, yes. this guy's one of us. <laughs> and then, um, and then once you uh, put out your record, you know, the, the bit where you're talking about you starting a band and yeah. suburbs and all that, I was just like, I have to talk to Kyle immediately. Yeah. And then on top of all that, like I saw you at the fest. I was uh, I was out there with a friend's record label, and I saw you do the uh, the bar gig, not like the evening stand up gig, but like. Oh the... man, that was the best show out of all of them. It was incredible. Me and, me and James Fritz. Yes, exactly. And I was trying to explain to him because he's not from the the, the DIY scene or anything. I'm like, listen, you're gonna want to make fun of everybody. Do it. They love it. <laughs> like, yeah. please go for it. Understand that. Like, they're they're. It's like it's a welcoming right crowd because I was always scared shitless to do. Coming coming from music and everything, yeah. going into comedy club, like, oh, God, I'm purposely trying to entertain people. So just be like, fuck you guys, love it or leave it. <laughs> no, that, and that's what, like, it really strikes me, like, uh, once I started to obviously become more entrenched in the stand-up comedy world, just as far as, like, knowledge of it, the direct correlation between playing in a band and being a stand-up comedian, they're exactly the same. I mean, like, there's obviously distinct differences, but, like, the whole idea of, like, Oh, fucking playing in Omaha, Nebraska in front of 10 people. Yeah. I've done that. You've probably done that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and the fact that it can be one of the best shows you ever have. Right. I think what help, has helped me is, is seeing bands and seeing success from a DIY scene. Like, long story short. No, so, no we'll, uh, we'll, okay. I, I'll, I'll be able to trace you back to that. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's okay. where we'll go. We'll go to your origin stories after that. The origin stories will come out. <clears throat> but seeing bands and going, oh, they made it without all this other bullshit. Yeah. Why can't comedy do the same thing? And right. So I, I just didn't know how to do that. I moved to L.A. in 2003, and it was when UCB opened up yeah. that I started seeing it. I'm like, oh, I think I've seen you at shows, and now you're here. Right. Well, why are you here? Oh, because it's five bucks to get in. You can bring your own booze in. Right. And people are doing crazy shit here. Right. That is not, it's not $20, two drink minimum, 21 and over at a comedy club. Yes. And it's somebody talking about, I mean, this is an older, not so much nowadays, like, but even when I started doing comedy, it's like, I, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't relate to this material. The sort of hackneyed references but, that. Yeah. And even if it's not hackneyed, but just stuff I didn't relate to. Right. Going like, oh no, I'm a scumbag that goes and drinks at, at shows. <laughs> But I can't do comedy about that and make it relatable to people that were going to see comedy. At the time. Right. So it's like, well, how do I do jokes about what I know about? Right. But then get in front of people that would understand it because nobody wanted to see stand-up comedy. Like every, I was scared to tell band people. Right. Like, oh, I'm doing a comedy gig. Like what? And they get there and they're like, what the fuck is this? Man? <laughs> Really? So you, you, you kind of, like, obviously your your friends, like, you kind of, I mean, you didn't keep it secret, but you were like, just don't come to my shows. I didn't want, I wanted to just do it without anybody knowing, just to find out if I could do it. You know, these right. people, well, I'll bring all my friends right. out. Right, yeah, like, my first show, so I can tank in front of all them. Yeah, or, or just have, like, like a false sense of confidence. Like, no, That's I want true. to see if absolute strangers that have no investment in my well-being will laugh at these jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. an actual... 
engaged. Cause you you play in a band and it's you want your friends to come out. Like it's a party. Yep. We didn't think we we're gonna go anywhere with a band, but no. it, it's fun as hell when our friends are here. Yeah, of course. And even if it's not, you're in a band. At least there's three of your buddies in the band. <laughs> right. Your right. Buddies. You got some people backing you up. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, we loaded up. We had a practice session that was two hours away today. Like I said, we will not, now backtracking to your origin story. So you were yeah. born and raised in the Chicago-ish area? Chicagoland area, suburbs. What, um, what burbs in particular? Addison, Illinois. Okay. Which was in my over-romanticized history <laughs> of punk rock was Valentine's Day. Yep. 1993, a friend's like, we're going to go see a show. And I, I didn't know any, like, I, I knew I liked punk music. I didn't have an older brother, didn't have older friends, didn't have anybody to introduce me to stuff. So I'm like, oh man, that song that's on National Lampoon's Europe, European Vacation when they're in the Louvre, which was Plastic, plastic Bird. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that song. Music should sound like that. <laughs> and then and then Wild in the Streets from the Thrashing soundtrack. Right. And that, that's what music, that, I wanted to You're sound like. You're like, I did a, that is what I identify with. Yeah, and I didn't know where... To get any of that music, 93, it was like Pearl Jam was coming around. Like, yeah. Some of that stuff, but it was also real mopey and like Nirvana was like, I'm not depressed. I mean, I have angst right. and I'm angry at the stuff, <laughs> but I'm not depressed. Like, right. I want music that's like, yeah, fuck this. Not like, you're sad and right. you're lonely and you're lonely and you're sad. I'm like, no, let's have a good time. We're stuck here. Fuck it. Have fun. Right. So my friend who I'd go skating with, like, he played no effects in the car. And so I, I was like... Just the annoying kid. Who's this? Who's this now? What band is this? Who's this? Where'd you get this? Where'd you get this tape? Can you get it here? Can you drive me there? And was <laughs> Can just, I have yours? It was just a total... Yeah, was just, Can you make, make me a mix? Can you make me a mix? It was a complete pain in the ass about it. Right. And he's like, all right, we're going to go see a show. And it was at McGregor's, which was this pretty legendary yeah. All Ages venue. I had no idea. I was going to the last show at McGregor's. Oh, wow. Which was at Valentine's Day. It was Screeching Weasel, Bow Evils, Vindictives, and Smoking Popes. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I was like, I didn't know. But like pulling into a parking lot, and there's hundreds of people there. I was like, wait a minute. How'd this you isn't... Find... First off, it's like, I'm like, so we're going to a concert. He's like, no, it's a show. I'm like, whoa. Bands, doesn't that mean it's a concert? I, I couldn't even understand right. why you call it a show. Like the, the basic tenets no, of but, obviously what? Yeah, like a concert. Do we, we get tickets? Where, right. where are seats? Where are we sitting? What, <laughs> where, like, I did, yeah. My only concert I went to was Poison and Warrant in the eighth grade. Right. And I didn't know how you got to that point as a band. Like, no. I'm just at a, a stadium yeah. watching a, like a laser show, a crudely drawn woman on a laser <laughs> with, with lasers. And, and what, what else? This is rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. And what I also like about that, too, is the fact that like when you're younger, you have no concept of like a tour. You think bands literally materialize in front of you. Like you were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, like they show up here. They probably live down the road. You have no context. Or that they or that they started somewhere, that they suck because I was yeah. at the same time I had a guitar, was like just listening to Joe Satriani going, Well, why did I get a guitar? I'm never gonna be able to do that, so right. I'm more I shouldn't have this guitar. I'm not gonna be a virtuoso. Right. So on every single level of what I did at sixteen years old was seeing hundreds of people that, that was a band that had no, uh, I didn't know, that they weren't on MTV, they weren't on the radio or anything. So like, yeah. how did people know about this stuff? Right. How were all these people here? That was fascinating. The first show sold out, again, I told you, very romanticized it's okay. story. That's, it's everything I've been be. trying to write about yeah. this. Now you're able to express and it. And it's yeah. 20 years. Yesterday has been 20 years. So God damn it, I'm an old person yeah. now. But then, like, okay, so we're stuck, and so they played a first, and they added a second show, just was going to be Screeching Weasel. But I remember, like, okay, we got to wait. It's freezing cold. Yeah. And, like, the door opening up, and I heard the guitar solo from Supermarket Fantasy. And I was like, I can play that, but it still sounds like music. I was like, oh, I got I to gotta see. We have to stay here for the second show. Right. And get in there. 
Hundreds of people go nuts seeing a band where it's like, oh, I know how to play that stuff, mm-hmm. yet aesthetically, that's the exact sound I want to do. So it made me go, oh, I can start a band because I can do this stuff. Right. I can maybe start a band that can become successful because look at the hundreds of people that are here for this. Right. That this is how bands start. Oh, it's it's tangible. Yeah. It's a t- it's attainable. You can see yeah, it right in front of you. It's yeah. right here. There they are. Right. Dude, that's, that's so funny that that all, because I think usually those experiences, they may happen in rapid succession, but they usually don't all happen right. like in one night. It was it was insane. <laughs> it was a Sunday night and that Monday being economical. I'm like, all right, we'll boogie to boogie to boogie has the most songs on it, so I'll buy this one. Dude, I love, <laughs> I love, I love that mentality because everybody goes through that where it's just like, oh yeah, I mean, I totally bought uh, Dead Kennedy's uh, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death because yeah. I, fuck yeah, there's like 26 songs on that. Yeah, I'm gonna like something. Right. If I don't, all right, maybe this isn't the music for me. <laughs> right, right, right. That was it for years was just, and it was just 20 years ago, so there was no yeah. the internet. It was like, all right, who do you think in your liner notes? All right, I gotta buy those CDs. Yeah. Every show, give me a flyer, give me a flyer, give me a flyer. Okay, right. I can go to these. And the fact that it was a mile away from my house, McGregor was, but then, and Elmhurst, had a bunch of shows. The suburbs had all these shows. We right. You could go to the city. Right. And it was the exact type of music I wanted to hear. Right. You're like, how 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 is this happening so close to my house? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, and, and what is it? And that that was the extra, like, all right, this is the extra nostalgic part, was that the McGregor's was at a corner that I, I, I don't remember I found it before or after, but my mm-hmm. uncle works for the fire department. And he's like, oh, yeah, 83 in North Avenue. He's like, oh, that's ground zero for... Cold War missile strike from uh, Russia. from Russia or yeah or they, wherever they were yeah where they were looking Cuba. to yeah yeah like oh yeah that was it because you know he's getting he's privy to like disaster information yep. and evacuation but like, oh yeah because if, if a missile hits in Chicago proper a lot of the blasts will go out over the over the lake and right. it would be wasted so that was the population center Holy of the sh- Chicagoland area just this so, X right right when you want to think the suburbs. Makes you feel small and flat and unimportant. Not only do you see it like a constant change of life at this intersection, right. but also it's where a missile would exactly land. Right. The Russians <laughs> particularly planned this out perfectly. Somebody, somebody <laughs> in a yeah, in a missile compound in Russia was like, right here, right here. This is the spot. So it's like, yeah. Man, that two pretty special things happened in that intersection. <laughs> like that's that's incredible. I'm I glad was, I know that. Yeah, I thought it was a mattress store and a Burger King, but it turns out Ground Zero, and I would see a, a concert that basically informed right. my attitude for pretty much every pursuit for the rest of my life. Right. Prior to that, like how you know how were you? Like twelve, thirteen, as you were. I was six. No, I was sixteen. Oh, sixteen. I was 16. Okay. I was so you were you were in you were in high school. You were like kind yeah, of just figuring your shit out. I'm still, yeah, I wasn't like I said. I didn't have older siblings. There was the guys that always had like the front two four two and cam FDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just looked. Oh, they looked like a drag. They just looked serious. All yeah, the yeah, they did. They did. You know, they, I agree. They didn't I agree. Look fun. No, and no, the guy no, that no. took me the the, the guy, like purple hair, skateboards, like, yeah. smiling, like make jokes. I'm like, oh, that that guy. Yeah. I like that guy. I want to follow what he's doing. I want to go out and have fun. I don't want to look morose all the time. Like, I wasn't a depressed teenager. Right. I enjoyed being a teenager. Right, right, right. You have your angst. You're in the suburbs. Of like, course. I enjoyed the company of my friends and then going to shows every weekend. And so, like, so prior to that, you were just kind of, like, I mean, were you doing sports? Were you, like, trying no, to... No, no, no. I think I was, you know, I was, like, taking art classes and, like, oh, grunge or something, trying to play guitar, but not knowing... Like that weird thing, like, well, I, I can't suck forever at this. <laughs> right. going like, yeah, you, pr- you pr- actually you can. You can. You see, there's remnant. There's guitars here, ju- just as bad. Right. <laughs> and just as bad. <laughs> you, the guitars have followed you. 
It's not yeah. like even perfect. If not worse, because at least in a band there's some regular practicing. Now I pick it up like I'll just noodle. Like I think I'm gonna be the guy like I'll just go. I'm just like bang. No, put it down. You're like let me just go back to those bar chords. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> just play the beginning to back in black like you know how to do. And so your uh, what'd your parents do as you were growing up, like profession wise? Uh, my dad worked in the airline industry. Okay. And uh, mom was a homemaker. Oh, okay. And, uh, just, just to deal with you at home. Yeah, yeah, just me and sis, just put up with us. <laughs> They're good folks. I mean, blue-collar blue household. Yeah, yeah. But good folks still together. That's a rarity. That is a complete Pants. rarity. So how many years still, is that now? Like, Oh, did they just click over 30 years? That's, that's a lot. They just clicked over 30 years, yeah. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's a very uh, idyllic uh, sort of suburban experience. Yeah, it was, it, it was, yeah, yeah, middle, uh, lower middle class, okay. blue collar, but not wanting anything. You, right. You don't grow up with much, you don't expect much, and you're like, right. you just, you make your own fun. You're not like, where's my sweet 16 part? There was, right. well, that was, and that was part of it, like, everybody, like, no, we just make our own fun. Nobody's like, we need money. I was like, once I got money, I was like, oh, cool. What do we do with this? Right. Oh. Do I put it away? I like, guess what I, I get a new skateboard. <laughs> but still, it's free to go sit in a parking lot and convince somebody to buy you beer. Right. <laughs> free. So, and, and the show, yeah, basically it was just, it was just buy, buy music, you know, buy every seven inch you could, buy every, like. Right. Because when it's brand new. Oh, yeah. I have to amass all this. You don't, you, like. Yeah, basically once your kind of head is cracked open, the whole, you know, DIY punk and hardcore scene gets poured in. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't you can't stop even if you tried. Like, no, it's it's like one of those weird like the, like the, when you get on like a wiki hole late at night like and what's this now? And then I'll clap. You know, <laughs> I'm it always it. go it always winds back to Anton LaVey. Right? <laughs> You're like, "Oh, wow." It always back to like I found this again. Satanism. Oh, you Satanists. <laughs> so, like you said, obviously, after that show happened, and that was kind of your your mm. your being, like, once your parents start to recognize that you're into something that they don't understand, like, mm. so, but, you, I mean, from obviously your your record, the fact that your parents seem pretty supportive, like, yeah. or are they just like, we'll just let Kyle do his thing, we'll try to be supportive over it, but I, we have no idea? Yeah, I don't think there was much to shock my parents with, and, and nor was I trying to. Right. That's it was. What, it wasn't the fuck you, mom. No, that no, but then that's why I got to enjoy it even more. It wasn't like there was no reason other than I just really loved it. Like I couldn't, right. I couldn't shock my mom. My mom, like she, she knew how to squash it, but like just embrace it. Like, oh, you're gonna color your hair? All right, well, give it to me. I'll do it right, so you don't get it everywhere. Like, ugh. <laughs> I love. This doesn't. That wasn't the point, but yeah, it, it just over support. Well, that's that, that's what led to me living there until I was twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to be over supportive? Well, oh, we'll see how this standoff ends. <laughs> I will be here until I'm forty. <laughs> I'm twenty six. How about now? Yeah, you wanted to be supportive. Oh, okay. I like that support. Here I am. Yeah, try to charge me a hundred dollars in rent. <laughs> what now? Put a third plate on that table. I'm eating dinner here again tonight. <clears throat> Once you witnessed a show, like like you said, you wanted to play in a band. You were like, that is. Yeah, I figured like just play, play along, the screeching weasel. I'm like, oh, I, I can figure this out. Yeah. And from there, like, oh, I can figure everything else out. Even the Ramones, I mean, yeah. exposed to the Ramones, but that still did seem like a, like Beatles or Stones or something. Totally, it's just this. They've been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was that was like, like way before. It was still a concert. Yeah, it was right. still like oh, I, was like, I remember going to see 
the Ramones like getting hit by like 50 year old dudes like why are you here right what but in reality they were probably just my age <laughs> like I am at a show now drunk pushing a 17 year old old creepy guy in the back yeah, yeah just pushing a 17 year old like I know the words fuck off <laughs> leave, leave me alone uh, let, let I me did that at a queer show last summer I had to read some bad circumstances happen but I still went to the concert and I purposely kind of dressed like a shitbag. Like I had oh, like, really? Like a flowery cowboy shirt on. And oh, a, amazing. And a baseball hat. Yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. like standing in the pit and just taking hits. Because I, I knew it. <laughs> you were that guy in the center of the pit being like, what the fuck is this I, guy doing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it. You could tell. You're just these young kids. That's what upsets me. It's like, uh-huh. I thought, you know, what about like move forward, move ahead and progress? And it's like we're still doing the craft project leather jackets. Like... You can't say I don't care when you clearly spent six hours on your jacket. This is an art project in and of itself. <laughs> yes, you clearly sat down with your metal studs. Right. You've then, invested so much time and energy into this. I will never take crust punk seriously until they lose the fashion sense. I'm it, not going to give you money until you stop putting bandanas on your dog. Until, yeah, or, yeah or, <laughs> or, or you stop having seven dogs around yeah. you. There's three people and seven dogs. Seven dogs and perfect fashion for a scene. You shouldn't have a scene if you're homeless. No, you you shouldn't have a look. You shouldn't immediately be able to go into a tragedy show and then be able to, yeah, just go on the street and be like, they kind of look out of place, but I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. Don't lose it with the patches. Somebody's sewing this for you. Right, totally. And you probably spent a good $5 on that patch. Yeah, you, did, you didn't just cut it out of the back of your shirt. Stop buying ear gauges. Right. And so the uh, so did you because uh, you, you you played in bands right like you were you yeah. were attempting to put stuff together in high school yeah high school was kind of just fine like you bought a bass all right we'll get together and it was it was sloppy but like the yeah. first time like oh you play a different thing than I played but it sounded like it worked yeah and then finding somebody whose parents let them play drums was the hardest thing <laughs> yeah it was always the hardest was finding a drummer it was always some spaz with like absentee parents like all right. Just we put them in the back. I guess you're a drummer, yeah. <laughs> so your parents haven't been home in three weeks. How does that work? Does DCFS come by here? <laughs> Do you? So you feed yourself? Like no one makes you dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I've what, done it once. What's emancipated me? <laughs> and so, you, what? What was the actual first time that you uh, like played played a show or like first band experience from that I, perspective? Uh, uh, it was the band that I, would, I still. Stuck with like four years. It's called the Grand Marquis, and okay. uh, it was. We that is, never, it was. And was that your? That was. So that was your kind of your first band that you sort of. The cut. first band that really, yeah. I mean, okay. I was in one after that. That was kind of a screw around. I think we played maybe three or four shows. Okay, but. that's not a terrible band name for your first band, though. Uh, Grand Mar- It was. It was me and the other guitar player pulling up in our parents' Grand Marquis because we both lived in the suburbs and we both used our parents' cars. That's perfect. We would call and that was the argument, like. Well, how do you pluralize marquees? Mark, Is it marquises? Or do we change the... Sp- and I was like, oh, fuck. It was, like, yeah. it was like the dumbest. We don't know. So you guys, the grand marquises? The grand marquee? Just, just pronounce the S. Right, just, right. Just say the S. That's how we settled on it. And that's what I... Like, the, the... I mean, especially from your first band, it is such a fucking piece of work to be like, what is our goddamn name? We, 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 and you want to change it like that was stupid we weren't thinking totally good, and then the second band name's like the worst like dude I'll never something for, with a number I'll, in it yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll never forget asking my parents for help which was like why would you do that but I was like <laughs> I asked my mom and then of course she asked her sister so my aunt 
like faxed because obviously that's what you did. You know, with no email. She faxed over this list. You get your band name. My my aunt faxed us some suggestions. Dude, <laughs> and the bit she was it was so fucking incredible because she had watched a natural disaster show and had come up with a list of like thirty names and it was just like they all were natural uh, disaster related. <laughs> and I like read this and I was like. This is a terrible idea. I shouldn't have asked for that help. <laughs> but you, yeah, but you always, you're always pouring over it so much. And then when you do trip onto something like the Grand Marquis, you're yeah. just like, oh yeah, I'm always do that. Yeah, it was like a, like a default name for like playing at parties, and it's like, oh, I guess it's there. Well, we, we never made merch, never made records. We spent a bunch of money recording a record, and then and then never, never, never yeah. got into anything. Never toured. Everybody had jobs, and everybody. I mean, obviously, you always see the big transition point of high school band to when people have to do real life shit and like go to college yeah and like... yeah well and, and that was the thing this was the uh a couple of us stayed at community college it was all older guys yeah what i graduated was already like the one friend that bailed out of like dropped out of college was already back in madison right and the other friend the sensible one who still plays music to this day right the bass player always the responsible always the, the responsible one. not enough you know not an ego it's like I gotta play guitar just give me four strings just, I yeah. got it oh listen somebody's gotta hold this shit together I'll do it I have the glue <laughs> I'm humble I'm the one who's gonna organize <laughs> it's so true <laughs> it's like, I, don't need, I, never, I don't need more strings to deal with I gotta handle right. you guys I never thought about like cause yeah you do like you typically do see the roles of bands like you know singers usually like the business dude but then mm-hmm. yeah the bass player never has a personality but they are that's exactly why like, yeah. They're the glue. They're the ones that the drummer's the special needs child oh, to look after. Right. You're <laughs> Those like, jokes exist already. Like every, you know, Oh it, no, yeah, it, yeah. It, I it, mean there there are archetypes that are set up, but there's a reason why they exist because it's totally true. So that, what musically what were you what were you guys trying to accomplish? Initially? I think well I think uh it was a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of screeching weasel, a lot of face to face. Good, good. It was the era mid nineties ish then? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, big choice, oh. big choice, and what that was it? It was a self titled one. That came yeah, out yeah, yeah. They came out on fat. The walk, yeah, yeah. The walk with the walk, the walk, the walk away. Yeah, yeah. But the walk, the walk. Oh with yeah, the yeah. Baseline, yeah. yep, and, yep. and then the bass player, like my buddy Greg, had it. I'm like, you figured that? Oh man, you're a real musician. You're in. <laughs> you're a musician. We all suck. <laughs> you know what you're doing. And then a drummer that was just. At the time, obsessed with Blink, and we're like, ah, oh, all right. I know, because it... it, like, it like, it's kind of like, just slow it down. Ease it do, back a do little it bit. Half, half the time. Don't do every... And see, it's, it, I'm glad you brought that up, because there definitely is such a distinct difference, because like, I spent most of my time in Southern California, and like, mm-hmm. when all of that was hitting, the idea of pop punk is such a dividing line, where it's like, you yeah. have Chicago pop punk, yeah. and then you have the coast pop punk, and then you have... The East Coast, who was just like pop punk, like we didn't really need, like we had our yeah. own thing going on, which came around. Then, which in the last year, yeah, I discovered like all the new Brunswick bands, like yep. the Ergs and all these bands. Yeah, and that was me having been out of music for so long. Like I'm, I'm back in the same place I was 20 years ago. Oh, this band. Oh, right. who are they playing with at this show? Right. Oh, I'm gonna do that. And then as a comedian, hairs were the note. I'm like, oh, what venue did they play? I'm like. Oh, maybe I could play that place. Instead yeah. Of going to a comedy club, I can now be like, all right, I got some credits. Let me play that venue. Right. And do a show for 10 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, the difference is, I remember, and then of course we had, you know, Pegboy and Naked Ray Gun. Yeah. Which leaned heavily. And I just, we could never replicate the heaviness of, because like, Ray Gun ended, and I think, I remember, that was when I remember when I was 14 or 15 in high school, all these kids go to the last Naked Ray Gun show. Right. Cool kids are doing. Wait, Those are the guys that I wish were my friends. They're going to do some fun in the city. And, uh, I'll, I'll stay behind. Yeah, I can, yeah. I guess okay. Maybe I'll be friends with you guys next year. Right. 
So that was the end of that, but I that's I saw Peg Boy a bunch in high school. And yeah. that that's another guy, Larry from Peg Boy, mm-hmm. is just just see a big, just a big lunking drunk guy dry heaving between songs. I guess you could look at it as pathetic, but I always looked at it as like this guy is sincere when he's like Yeah. Like he's like, This is all I have. It might sound like shit, but this is my relief right. from life is playing for you for you guys right right and that meant a lot like oh this guy's gonna put everything into this this guy every show is important to this guy right and that that stuck with me yeah yeah no that i was could... another lesson of like oh look at this guy needs this right i just find it so amazing that obviously people like that do experience what we've experienced like mm-hmm. you know obviously we feel lucky because of that because like no matter no matter what these lessons that we've learned through fucking going to shows like are something that's completely yeah. applicable in like every aspect of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no business school is going to tell you you're going to do what you love for free, maybe forever. <laughs> like, wait, that's not a prudent business plan, is it? That's not a business. That's <laughs> that's a path to happiness, but it's right. not business. There was not real hopes of life. Yeah, obviously hopes like, oh, what if we got to tour? What if we just had a, a, a record right. that was ours? That was maybe. like tangible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we never made it that far. <laughs> But just that's what dictated my happiness was how that band would go. And that's how stand-up is now. Of all the other things that it's brought about for me, which are great, if stand-up isn't going, if I have a bad show, I'm yeah. in a bad mood. And I'm like, why are you having, why did you have a bad show? And analyze it. Right. Uh, so if everything else goes away and I'm still doing stand-up, that's fine. But if it's the, not going well, like that. The core of your being not going well, I, that's. Yeah, I did, it for, I did it for free for 10 years <laughs> because it's something I love doing. I right. Up the chances of maybe finding success by moving to L.A. Right. But I still kept the same, like, no, you do this because you like it. If it's supposed to be, it'll happen. And it was still like the screeching. We had like hundreds of people here to see this band. Yeah, yeah. Because they stuck with it. Because then you listen to Back Cat, like, oh, they stuck with it. And you listen to the lyrics and, yeah. and you know, but it, pre, this is all, you know, pre-lady punching. Yeah. Uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously things have taken a dramatic turn. I have my own theory. Like, I have my theories that, like, Ben Weasel is, can pick an aspect of punk rock to stick to. Mm-hmm. And I think he just wanted to stick with the contrarian part. Sure. So much like to be like, well, it's got to be the opposite of stuff. Right. And if punk's kind of acceptable and okay, well. What can I do that? golly, I'm going to be a capitalistic Catholic woman punching piece of shit. Right, right. Which, in a definition of punk rock being opposite of the norm. Yeah. He's stuck with it. It's kind of what. It's terrible. Of course. It's awful. Right. He's a piece of shit. I am not endorsing this. No. But in in that aspect of like. Opposite of the norm, yeah. Because it's expected. I mean, there's mall punk. I mean, it's, it's nothing for somebody to have no. piercings and mohawks. And no, it's, no. Aesthetically, it's acceptable. Right, right. Because I mean, obviously, it's like the idea of punk is transferred into. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a lifestyle as opposed to a. a, no, a the ethics kind right. of fell away, and that's what got me. Like ethics is what I like the most. Yeah. Like, no, don't be a dick. Believe in what you're doing. And just do that. Just do stay stick to your guns on what you're doing. If right. There's an audience that's there for it. They'll find you. Right. If you keep doing it. Exactly. And I, I've always I've always liked the idea too of that when you're not inspiring a reaction, you can look at a lot of what's happening at like you know Coachella or something like that, or yeah. like a lot of the bands that play Coachella. Mm-hmm. I would define them as like vanilla. Like you can hear them and listen to them and be like, well, that's not bad, but yeah. it's not inspiring. Like it's not inspiring a reaction. Yeah. In the sense of like, I need to pick up a guitar and fucking do that. Do you? Okay, I have a question. Do yeah. you think it's it's that it doesn't inspire reaction, or also things are so quickly consumed now? 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't get a CD or a record and then just listen to the whole thing. But right. I'm I'm guilty too. Oh, like, we I'm all just are. buying stuff on iTunes yeah. so quickly that I'm like listening, like, oh that was good. Oh, there's a new thing I want. Right. And then it's getting pushed to the back. Yeah. And it's there, there's no yeah there's no there's no lot like yeah you're, we've de- we've defeated the staying power of stuff by just having access so easily right yeah it's definitely I mean obviously the idea of a disposableness of the music like that totally exists and it's like you know mm. that it, it is our fault from the fact that we can obviously rifle through like mm. you know any fucking music streaming service like oh yeah. cool like you know I've got nine hundred million thousand songs to listen yeah. to and it's like yeah like what wh- how am I gonna sort through that. Nothing's capturing a moment in right. time anymore because it's it's all right there. Right, right, right. So, and that, I do think that you hit on the most important point where it's just like the whole you know DIY mentality and like the ethics of it. Like that's that's what will permeate for years and hopefully we'll obviously be able to continue people doing you yeah. know like exactly what you're doing. You said where you're like I am not doing this because it's prudent for a living. This isn't a business plan. You were you know yeah. ten years ago you weren't like all right. Well, clearly, I'm going to get this deal with Comedy Central. Yeah, clearly, like that—that's where it's going to end up. And, okay. and all, yeah, and also like ten years ago, like I don't want to just have a job. I have right. even if I have a job, that's fine. I was never like yeah. slack and 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 mooch. Like I always had a shitty day job, right? But it was kind of like it funded your passion. Yeah, it was kind of like finding your retirement hobby early. Because, uh, like I've said, like I totally get the model train guys. Like, yeah, people retire and they go crazy. They don't have something to do with their day. Right. So if they don't find something, they go nuts. But when they find something, that's they're immersed in it. Right. And I just found that early. <laughs> right. I found that with comedy when I was twenty-two. Like, yeah. As soon as I started doing open mics, I'm like this is something that will never be finished. Right. I will never. I will never perfect this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Well, awesome. So no matter what happens during the day, this is what makes me happy. Right. I was lucky enough that I got that. that right. I found the thing. And for some people, it's their, it is their family, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I was very guilty of being like, but what about, what about your passions? Now you're just stuck. You yeah, now you fucking gave up on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, some people realize that that's for them. Right. I, I chose the other path. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't go that way. Right. And, uh, and I probably looked like a, a real sad sack of shit for many years of like... Like this, I've lived in this apartment. This is the first time I've lived by myself in 36 years. I've had this place for a year. Yeah, yeah, I've always yeah. had roommates. Of course. Which is fine. It's L.A. You have roommates. Yeah, yeah, But I always thought when I go home, like, are people like, Kyle's in his 30s? Yeah. And, like, lives with a roommate? This <laughs> was like 15 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, you have roommates, too, but it's your wife and your kids. Like, I just look at it in different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not exactly but roommates. perspective. Right, right. But, I, but in the sense of, like, I'm happy. Right. It was hard to explain that to people because yeah, I felt yeah. like, oh man, I'd probably look like a loser. Yeah. To like friends back home, but I'm also like, I am so happy. Right. I'm not going. Oh yeah, I have to work. You know, overtime. Right. Because in 20 years, I have a kid that's going to go to college. Right. <laughs> like I only have to worry about myself. I've right. Streamline it. There's yeah, no, yeah. I've stripped this involved. down to make it as simple as possible. Because I mean that. Mm-hmm. that I mean, life is a moving target, and you don't know what's going to, you know, what makes you happy at 16 mm. probably isn't going to make you happy at 26, because obviously that shit changes. Yeah. But hopefully, at the core of it, it's sh- like whatever you're into at 16 should still make you happy. Yeah. I look at myself where it's like, I mean, I've been basically been doing the same shit since I was like 15 years old. And so the idea of, like, you know, that I have a wife and I have a fucking kid and like mm. all these other real life responsibilities, but I haven't lost touch with, like you said, that person. Yeah goes to a show and it's like 
oh, like that, that still is enjoyable. Some people, and, and I'm amazed at the people that can still do it. I know I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I avoided. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Not like, oh man, so many potential wives just beating down my doors like, sorry, babe. I had to turn away my suitors, yeah. Sorry, babes. Kyle's got jokes to tell. He's got to be poor for another 10 years <laughs> right. till this takes off. <laughs> right, right, right. Come knocking in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll, then we'll Once I'm comfortable, yeah, yeah. the doors will open. Open. I'm up for a new surprise. Let's get some of them critters running around. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound totally ignorant. No, no, no. I get, I get what you're coming but from. The, but I, I have a friend with you know four kids and is a college professor is still like making bikes in his garage and like cook. Once he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about putting like a, a meat curing room in the basement. I'm like you're insane. You're like, what? how do you do this? Right. Oh, clearly you're a superior human being. You're a Superman. Right. That is, you're a great father and husband, and then also has like you. You have. You are capable of more things in this world. Right. Right. Than, right. Than I am, and I can freely willing to admit. That. Right. You're yes. like I have no problem saying that. Me, I was like, no, pay your bills, don't go into debt, tell your jokes. That's it. <laughs> you're like, don't done don't done. fuck up your credit and tell your jokes. That's right. My mom was like, whatever you do, don't screw up your credit. Really? Like one thing so that, that was, was like hammered. Was one of the things that was pounded, like, I don't know. Like, and they weren't like, oh, you have, like, I always felt like a piece of shit if I never had a job. If I couldn't pay my bills and had to borrow money. I, I never liked that feeling. Sure. Like, you, you earn your keep. I'm a capable human being. Right. I mean, like, it's shit, like, I know how to enlist myself doing something that I'm not passionate about in order to take care of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the people talking, you know, everybody complaining about the, the, the government and their, their, their systems and this and that. It's like, you get paid under the table. Right. You've been on, you've been on, un- you're going to complain about the government. You've been taking unemployment while you're working, when you're a bartender under the table for months. Right, exactly. And, and, and just, the system, just be quiet. The system you're, you're fondling, you're going to, you're going to bill cap. Right, 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 right. So... That's that's funny. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny how you were saying, like, obviously, like the idea that was instilled by your mom was like, just well, don't fuck up your credit. And just, and I've learned more from not seeing people who are successful, but seeing people have screwed things up. Yeah. And and looking at mis- like seeing people have just botched up things with credit cards and going crazy on them, like. Oh, that looks miserable. How very unpunk rock of me to try and uh, right. try and uh, have some foresight. <laughs> yeah. So what if I spent fifteen thousand uh, dollars on credit cards? Yeah, like that's yeah. that's what you do. FTW. Yeah. Man. Dude. Oh no. Fucking live fast, die young, bro. Yeah. There's uh, there's so many parts of like reckless life. Oh god, you're gonna be in five years. You're gonna be miserable. Right. In five years, life is gonna suck so bad. For right. You. This this is. There are repercussions to the things that you're involved in currently because it, this will not last and, forever. And I, do you ever? Do, I mean, you've been straight edge for. I have. Life. Yeah. So I mean, I still have that like carelessness of like I, yeah. I drink and this and that. Did you ever have like any while like like total carefree like fuck it I'm doing this and I don't care because I am jealous of people that can. I mean, moving moving to L.A. is a reckless move for right. the most part. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. just go see if life works out here. Right, let's roll this dice. You know yeah, what, yeah, You know what they might need? Another comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, Lord, I'm going to Emerald City. Yeah. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill in. There's some job openings out there. <laughs> i got a better chance of getting a day job because i got this expired forklift driver. Right, right, right. Thing, so that's going to pull me ahead of the curve yeah. from these other schmoes. Yeah, I, I have something I can put on my resume that is clearly heads above. Step aside, plebes. I got this one. Basically, 
whatever, you know, it, say you start a band and obviously it mm-hmm. becomes successful in some, because obviously it's like both you and I have had friends that have played in bands that are just like, yeah. oh wow, like they've done well. They've been able to call it like, you know, when they're writing on their customs form, they're writing musician and like that's, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. you've made it. The concept of like everything that's happened after that, like any success, that's like clearly a byproduct as opposed yeah. to like the focal point. So it's like, yeah. I'm sure what you're experiencing currently where it's like more people are paying attention to what you are doing Mm-hmm. is a byproduct like you said where it's just like oh we'll we'll ride this and see where this goes yeah it, it, yeah it's not a result of total recklessness right which i'm i'm jealous of the people that have that like i'm just throwing like i was saying throwing themselves totally into like i sink or swim it's like i never i still like my parents going no and not necessarily have plan b but like yeah why shoot yourself in the foot right when you can do this yeah and still and it is, you know, the guy, the, the, the non-reckless bass player. Yeah. There's a guy, you know, graphic design, still, you know, has still toured all over the world yeah. like, with bands. And <laughs> right, right. Like, got to see the world, still has a job. You know, it's like, you achieve the dream through being responsible. I right. know that's not what you want to hear in punk rock. No, no. But, <laughs> but uh, common it, sense and responsibility will get you the goal you want. Totally, totally. Much more so than like, I'm just going to sit vicious this thing. Right. I'm going to... Yeah, those guys all die. Right. Like, there's there's an expiration date to what you're doing with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the heroes from 20 years ago, where are they now? Yeah, yeah. Where are your heroes from when you were 16? Uh, oh, you're looking up to Ian Curtis? We can all see where that went. We know where <laughs> yeah. that went. Ben Weasel lives on a farm right now and nobody likes him. No, so, totally. As much as I liked... Yes. <laughs> As, was, as, as much as booga 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 like changed yeah, my life. There was some lyrics in there. 6% was an excellent song. Exactly. The new stuff, unlistenable. <laughs> right, no, completely, like, just not relevant to the world that is existing currently. But, but, I mean, going to things like the fest, going, oh, look at this. Totally. It worked, everybody. Right. Look at how this worked. I mean, I hope all the bands are enjoy being, it's like South by Southwest where people are miserable. Yeah. And, We're like, oh, God, I gotta play the show at 7 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, look at all this working out. But then yeah. you do all, like, by Sunday, you see people, like, missing teeth and black eyes, like, oh, I just, like, plowed into a wall. Like, oh, oh I, wow. I yeah. hate my age right now. But, right. Like, Oh, they're gonna get hurt That's if they jump off that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riverboat gamblers. I like it. Right. First time I see Weeby jumping, I'm like, oh my. Take care of yourself. Yeah, Mike, do you have health insurance? Because, <laughs> I mean, if you do, go right. play, but like, what? Well, it's funny because just in hearing like who you are as a person and obviously what you've put out there, like, you've always had mm. that responsible streak and like i that's i haven't always had well i mean it's just it's it's in certain areas i mean there's certain where i can't i remember going to a a friend's bar one time like it's oh it's ten dollars to get in i'm like what why it's oh it's a benefit yeah a roller derby girl broke her arm like what the fuck are you doing playing roller derby right without health insurance i'm like I want to be like punk rock. Like, oh, it's crippled. I'm like, yeah. no, that's stupid. Right. You're stupid. Right. You're stupid. You're right. I'm just calling it like it is. You you did that. And then I get in there and find like, oh, yeah, she, she actually just fell down drunk and broke her arm. I go in and the girl's there with a cast on and she's drunk. I'm like, give me my $10. Right. I am not supporting Fuck it. Fuck this. <laughs> 
fuck this attitude. Right, this right. This isn't DIY. This no. is more like 80s, like, glam rock right. bullshit. Like, yeah, living in excess. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. The world will work out for me because I'm awesome. No, you're not. You're a piece of shit. Give right. Give me my 10 bucks back. <laughs> <laughs> but, that... I, the, 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 like, the, the idea that you've had, like you said, like, in certain aspects of your life that you've always been, like, if you want to do something that you're passionate about, like, you mm. know, don't have a plan B, like you were saying. Like, the, not like yeah. you were saying, but that is a common thing that's thrown out there these days yeah like i have to make it i've always been like you in the regard where it's like all right whatever i'm pursuing i'm gonna have like two or three other things behind it that i'm equally as passionate Mm -hmm. about that are fucking fun for me hopefully they'll all feed into one another and they'll all like be successful on their own in some fashion but the idea of just being like nope like i'm fucking i am doing this like i mean i I dropped out of college i did these things like tour with a band yeah but I always, like, you know, I had a job at a record store when I came home. Like, there were yeah. things where I'm like, I wasn't just being like, well, fuck this. Yeah. It might not be a path to riches. Right. But it's something you can tolerate doing. Right. And this is like, it's, 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 I'm involved in music still. Like, I'm working at a record store. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, that will feed any, you know, lack of funds I am not making with the band, which is obviously like, that exists. Like, you know, making money on yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was playing, uh, you know, 18 playing music and just playing shows around town and just being happy with that and right. having you know, part-time college for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really just I'll take around. one unit or three units at a just time. Try, just trying to figure out, like, I'm going to be a writer. Like, that made me... Yeah. Like, I felt like that made me sound like an artist without just... Being it's super pretentious. Real, real right. pretentious. Real pretentious. I'm a writer. I only wrote when I had assignments. I never was like... <laughs> right. I'm going to... Here's here's this. Here, I I feel inspired. I'm going to write my short uh, story. Just, at college. Have you guys read On the Road? I mean, wow. Oh, Christ. Fuck, fuck Kerouac, he really had that. That guy, man, that guy. <laughs> it's just, that, was, that was basically like, just like a holding pattern. It was just like, all right, I, I need to figure it, out. It was, yeah. Where, That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Which, and more and more, like, I, sometimes, I don't know how to articulate, it's kind of sad that there's like so much pressure to go to college. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's not for everybody. And that shouldn't be a black mark that college isn't for everybody. Right. And it shouldn't be just second high school that you automatically incur debt for. Right. What a crippling philosophy. Right. Well, you have to go here if you want to go anywhere in life. Right. So here's all your loans, and you're going to go for communications. Right. That's not going to help you at all. Anything. Welcome to the world. Right. Pay us back $100,000. We'll give you a diploma. You can put this on your resume that no one will fucking check. No one will call you. Because it looks like every other resume. Oh, except for the guy who, like, is going to make just as much as you because he got the job. And and furthermore, looking at people that just because they didn't go to college, yeah. thinking they're incapable of, like, education's important. So one yeah. thing you can't take away from you is, of your, course. Is, your, is your education. Right. But when you realize, like, colleges get shut down for a week at Halloween because of riots. That's where you're paying to go to learn more. Right. And your brain... You know what doesn't get shut down? DeVry. And I hate that fucking people want to... Talk bad about like, yeah oh, trade school this right guy, oh would you go to Devry oh you went to a school where you're learning a useful skill right in two and a half years you're gonna be valuable to this world <laughs> so right shithead that went for psychology is gonna look down on you right but also gets a week off every two months because the students burn down the quad yeah 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 because of, of a sporting event no <laughs> no for sure this Do guy you... can build engines <laughs> right this yeah this, <laughs> this guy can weld things together. You wouldn't yeah. know, I mean, I, I, I definitely fall in the fucking asshole category that yeah. I don't know how to do shit with my hands. Yeah, like, yeah. I am a completely suburban white kid that just like, I'm just never, my yeah, dad yeah. doesn't know shit, I don't know shit. <laughs> but like, 
I to to a point that you were making earlier, or that we were talking about earlier, where it was like I think there definitely is stunted adolescence. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just it's one of those things where it's just like you know I, I always ask myself it's just like how long can I do this? Like how long mm. can I can I exist in this world? By literally doing, like I said, the same shit since I was like 15 years old. Yeah. And like, obviously it's like, uh, like you were saying, it's like you were, you know, you're responsible in the sense of like, you know, I, I'm going to do this no matter what, but I also have these other things that will fund my passion. Yeah. But there are, I think there are certain people that like stick in that stunted adolescence that obviously should give up at this point. Like just, and not even like give up on their passions, yeah. but just like, you know, like you, maybe you can transition out of like acting like an irresponsible asshole. Like, yeah, well, yeah, well, you shouldn't, if you're, if you're capable, uh, able-bodied person, yeah. there's no reason you should be a burden on society. <laughs> right. You know, people are like, uh, I just don't like working, man. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You find a job. You <laughs> right. work a shit job. There's people that would be happy to have a shit job. Right. People jump fences and swim rivers to take shit To take jobs. you, right, exactly. <clears throat> you can make money if you want it. It sucks. That's life. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't break this down for you right now. My hardest, yeah. You know what? Use that as your motivating factor. Mine was sitting there going, five days a week doing this? And right. just two days off? I don't like Yeah, that, that doesn't gel. No. So I didn't just quit and mooch. I was like, oh, I'm going to really try... I'm going to try my hardest at comedy. Right. Every night, on top of working, I'm going to go out every night and try and get good at this thing. Sure. Hone your craft. No no viable career. That was my release of yeah, being yeah, yeah. frustrated that I had to work a crappy job because I went to college and I have a degree from a liberal arts school. Right. Doesn't, which means I got two more dollars an hour driving a forklift. <laughs> and so yeah, it was, it was like now I didn't want to work in an office. I like driving a forklift. At least, yeah. at least you know aesthetically, like oh, I moved this from there. I filled that truck. I can right. see an idea of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. However menial it is, I got like physically, you can yeah. have me, but I get to listen to my music and write my notes and write right. my jokes. So I'll take that job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always work just warehouses and everything. Like let. Listen, I'm a teenager. I can do physical stuff. Right, right. Let me listen to music. <laughs> right, yeah. <clears throat> let me listen to music. Let me, let me, and then when comedy came around, let me write jokes. Are you and I, Looking around your house, you don't, uh, there's no vinyl, and I was kind of surprised at that. I just got a record, but I left a bunch of vinyl, but somebody seven inches in, uh, in Chicago, and I, okay. can't, I go back and I can't find them. That's a bummer. I just started collecting some more now. That's so. good. You started to open up that world. <laughs> Two two things to sort of wrap it up. Like, well, one, do you, um, I am honestly surprised that I don't hear more people that came from that mm -hmm. scene, like doing stand up comedy, because like it just seems like such a parallel world. But they do, but they do, but they weren't they weren't music based. But like all these right. Chicago guys, right? Uh, you know, guys like Kumail Nanjiani, yep. Pete Holmes, Matt Bronner. Yeah, like we all started doing stand up in Chicago, right? And the uh, the uh, opportunity was like, well, if you want to make a living at it. You're going to make sh a shitty living, and you're going to go on the road, and you're just going to entertain people that don't like what you're doing. They're, like not, the show, they're not showing up for you. No, yeah. no, no. They're showing up get drunk. And like, right. So you can either learn how to babysit these drunks, and some people worked the road for years and did that successfully, learned how to train those people into becoming their fans. Right. I did a couple gigs outside of Chicago. Like, no, no, I don't like you. I don't want you to like me. Right. This isn't for you. you right. Drove two hours into this into, into Wisconsin in the snow. Yeah. Are you dirtbag. No. Yeah. 
So we all just stay in Chicago and like kind of refined our own thing mm. until we're like, yeah, all right, I guess we're gonna move to the coast and see if it works there. So it was the same. It was DIY of like we're just gonna do this for free, right? We'd stay here and do it for free. We'd start getting our gigs here and there, right? But it was yeah, nobody went because that you'd go out and, you, and they'd come the, the comedians that would go out and they'd come back a little flattened. Really? Because their material would change. Because you tell they were just babysitting drunk, so it had to be a lot more. Yeah, that is true. Similar to that <clears throat> instead of. Uh, yeah, because I, I definitely can see where there's more where there were like gut check moments where mm-hmm. it's like you were, you know, you were on tour and you were playing in fucking Montreal to thirty people, and most of them could care less of who you were. Like that yeah. moment of just like. I'm on the opposite side of the country. Like, yeah. there's no one except these fucking dudes behind me. Like, I think I need to cry in the bathroom for about <laughs> half an hour. Oh, yeah. Road cries. Right. And and, that, <laughs> and I, I definitely never thought about it from the perspective of where it's just like, you know, like, realistically, like, the songs you play at that moment, like, they don't change. But obviously, night to night, your material can be hardened, like you said, because of that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they laughed at this type of thing when I write more that way. And now it's changing the fact like oh now the audience changed and we all got to stick right to our style or develop as we wanted to develop right not, develop not your forced, voice right, right. force development right to appease audiences because because also when you quit your day job that was another thing i never do it was fear i didn't want to go out like oh i need that gig now because yeah. i need that 50 dollars sure and i need them to Ask me to come back next month for another fifty dollars, so I have to do well. So I have to change my material. My boy, that's true. Bill Burr had some big rant on his podcast about like alternative comics and doing all this shit. You don't go out like like comedy should be a boxing match. You're like, no. You're <laughs> like, I disagree. Yeah. No, it shouldn't. It should be a fight. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. It should be whatever the hell I want it to be. It's true. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you like it to be a boxing match, good for you. Right. You're a fantastic comedian. Probably one of the best ones working today. Sure. I don't like that. Right, right. I think it should be like a show <laughs> where like all these people kind of know what they're getting into. They might not know the band, but like, but it's already pre-approved because it's in this place. Right. And we see all our friends here. And yeah. And the bands play with other bands we like. We're going to allow this instead of like forcing it on strangers that are on a date somewhere for 25 bucks a ticket. Right, right. You want to play like venues and obviously like, you know, like you said, where bands play and like that's something that you... I think there's something, some comedy clubs... Still have that old vibe of just, it just feels kind of corny in them. Not yeah. all of them, a lot of them are adapting now. Of like course, of course. They realize like, yeah. oh, comedy's different now, our club should be different. Right, right, right. It should, you know, reflect what we're putting on the stage. Of course. Um, but also just being somewhere for five nights in a row kind of takes, I'll say importance because that sounds really self-aggrandizing. Right. But like it, but it's not, so, like it's special. It's like one night, come to the show one night, and I would yeah. rather go to... Let me hit three or four cities on a weekend, get a rental car, and do a mini tour. Right. And get to more places. They're just like, okay, I'm here. Here's my five. Here, yeah, here's my Kansas Thursday City to Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so and then it's Friday night. And it's just drunks that got in. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I'm looking. I'm not looking forward to the Saturday night crowd. Yeah. People always ask, like, what's the best show to go to? The Thursday or Sunday? Every time. Right. Thursday or Sunday. Because those are the people that want to be there. They're yeah, it's like, true. Gonna take my gal out on a date. Then, yep. uh, I'm gonna go see this guy. If he's not funny, I'm gonna yell at him. So right. Prove that I'm, I'm gonna fu- Yeah, I'm gonna fucking look like I'm the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, my gal love that. My gal loves it when I prove uh, that I'm uh, more of a man than other men around us. So that's gonna be a good time out. 
you know, do you notice people that are obviously like come from the sort of, you know, punk scene that like obviously like gravitate towards you or like, you know, go to your shows? Like, did you, I mean, obviously the experience at the fest was probably awesome. For yeah. You. Yeah. And that midday show was oh, so fun. It was great. Yeah. It was perfect. I, f- I felt like you could, you, I felt like you wanted to go on longer. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the sense of like, because I mean, I think you did like 20, 25 minutes, if that. Yeah. We did short sets there. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I just, I, I felt like you were feeling the vibe where it was just like, this is good. I can do this for a little bit longer. I was, I was so apprehensive because the year, the, the year before it went so surprisingly well. Okay. And I was scared shitless because it's still like, oh no, these are all the music guys. I don't know how they take to stand up. Really? I don't know. If they'll enjoy that's, it, it's still that's just kind of in your gut. Yeah, yeah. Like, what <laughs> these kids gonna tell jokes? We're the bands are already funny and they're playing music. Right. You're just gonna tell jokes. Yeah. And it was great. And so this, like, when I came around this year again, I was, and then Tony put me in charge. I was like, oh, don't. don't do that. <laughs> You're like, don't do no, that to no, Tony. I'm, no. I don't want to lose any more hair over this whole thing. <laughs> But do you, I mean, it's like, do you notice like punk kids, like whatever? You, you, if you just see your average club show, do you, you know, to some extent? And also, Thursday, and, Thursday and Sunday shows are cheaper. That's true. Really would like it to be capped out at fifteen. I okay. know it's hardly the Fugazi five dollars. I understand it, guys. <laughs> of course. But you know, just yeah, it, it is. It's a lot of people that look like me. Right. But, you know, this this look is not an exception anymore. <laughs> The zero dork thirty out there now. That's all it is, <laughs> like, wow, I, there's a lot of people that look like me out there. That's <laughs> exactly yeah, and then comedians. It's usually like a lineup of guys that look like me too. Right. And I'm like, I can't be a sad sack, you know, right. piece of shit. After guys are doing it just as it's funny. like, they're... or if not funnier than I'm doing, I got to start writing. I, I got to go out there with like positive material. Like, right. that's pretty good, guys. Yeah, you know? PMA, dude. <laughs> guys, yeah, 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 guys, come on, bright side. All right, bright side. We're on the other side of things. Have you listen to bad brains like they, let's talk about that let's talk about getting ourselves together not being sad all right let's talk about drinking for fun not drinking for sadness guys. I, I like the i like the idea where it's i mean that, that what you described is like the equivalent of a band covering the headliner like yeah <laughs> we'll just go ahead and play your hit like play your single yeah or yeah if you go and, and it's great that all these comedians are great but like when you'd see bands that are like oh a fat record showcase yeah i get it right yeah <laughs> I see what you're doing. I I see what this Lag is. Wag, Lagwagon's headlining. Yeah. Well, good luck, guys. <laughs> good luck, guys. I, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, the, it was just like, what, I don't know, it was like maybe last month where it was Sound like... Sound guy doesn't have to change anything. No, he's like, let me just go ahead and, <laughs> let me go ahead and dial that in straight real, across real, the board. Real crisp bass drum? Got it. Right. Oh, yeah, strung out song? Won't, <laughs> won't touch a thing. <laughs> where you're at now, it's like you've... you've uh, you define yourself like you said some modicum of success where it's like yeah you're comfortable you can live on your own like these are yeah and for, so for now <laughs> right exactly and so like the i'm sure in your own mind it's that it's that idea of just like you're just looking forward to like the next increment like rather than the whole like i can't wait to land my own sitcom yeah no no it, it's just what's what's next all right what's what's, what's like it? i said it's, it's never finished stand up <clears throat> Is not going to go away, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing I care about. Yeah. And that's always going to be there. So I'm lucky to have that. Well, excuse me. Yeah, that's all right. Somebody wants me to, like, write a show. Like, I'll try it. Sure. Yeah, Let's why not? see what happens. But again, with the attitude, really, like, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Right. Oh, you should compromise this. No, I just yeah. won't do it then. <laughs> Th- thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, it's like, no, this is what I think. This is how I think it'll work. 
Yeah. And this attitude's worked for me right. this far. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice to see that also, like, people, pop culture in general, is appreciating or and understanding the idea of, like, what a unique voice can do. It's like, obviously, it's like, you know, like at Louis C.K., where it's yeah. just like people are like, like, fuck yeah, where it's like, you know, 10 years ago, people were like, that's the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and, and how long did it take him to get there? Too? Exactly. He just stuck to it and right. just developed on his own. With that, and now, and he, you know, talk about somebody taking. The Fugazi approach. And like, Here's uh, just have it, everybody. Yeah, I'll just sell tickets on my own. I don't need any more money, so here. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like that. Now that he's achieved that, and it's like, yeah, this is the whole singular voice thing. People that want to make money off of entertainment are now realizing where it's just like, oh, like maybe fucking nine hands in the pie isn't the yeah. best idea ever. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the DIY thing. I mean, Louis C.K. is perfect DIY example. Of a guy that's gone by the system and just from a comic standpoint yeah. and, and made it and like oh I made it the world let me have this right well then here you go world right. here I did this on my own <laughs> yeah. I was allowed to have it here's free albums here's new al- you know here's this yeah enjoy it I'm gonna do a TV show then you're not gonna touch it like turn down yeah raise like no I'm just gonna do this the way I- you can keep the money I'm yeah, gonna yeah. do this right the way I want to do it. Right. And yeah. They, and that is praised. And, and, and like, the industry just going, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is working now. Right. This is working. Right. Now, 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 wait. Okay. So now we need to find one person that's really smart to be able to do this? Like, oh, my God. We, we need a DIY department at the agency, guys. We're going to need somebody to head up DIY. <laughs> I totally, you know that's happening Somebody in fucking boardrooms. That. That's totally true. This is our head of DIY. <laughs> Dude, I don't Hey think guys, that. really into your sound. Really into the look and sound. I'm here to help you do it yourself. <laughs> I, I don't think there is any better way to end, end the interview because that's just, you know that's happening in boardrooms right now. It is right now. Right yeah, now. as we speak, uh, down the street. A at few many... scant miles away. Exactly. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it, Kyle. Thank you so much for fucking bullshitting about music. Thanks, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Sweet. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you enjoyed that talk, you might want to go back a few episodes where I talked to Jonah Ray, who also is a successful stand-up comedian. And uh, he also has a lot of connections with the uh, you know punk and hardcore scene. And yeah, I just love when I can identify those people who kind of know what's up with our world and uh, but have traveled into different places so it's great and if there are more people then i would love to hear about them the editor for this show is tom richfield yeah visit propertyofzack.com 100wordspodcast.com and until next week be safe everybody you can